Hey, everyone. Welcome to Moms Talk Autism. Today, we have a very special treat for you. It's just me. That's not the treat, though. The treat is I have my very good friend with me today, and we are going to talk about our teenagers and autism. So stick around. When you become a mom, you never imagine your child getting an autism diagnosis. It feels like your dreams have shattered, like a framed photograph falling off your mantle, exploding into a thousand pieces. But instead of trying to glue those pieces back together, this community of moms is here to help you build a new dream, a better one. So join in the conversation as us moms talk autism. Okay, well, like I said, today we have a guest, and this is my dear friend, Jane. Jane, welcome. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you. This is so fun. (laughs) So uh, we are actually, we're we're super professional here, and Jane is in my house. So I'm upstairs, and Jane is downstairs, and we're going to see how this sounds. Hopefully it sounds okay. Yeah, this this is our first foray into this setup. So um, bear with us and um, and hopefully we don't screw things up too bad. (laughs) No, it'll be fine. Um, So, yeah, Jane, just uh, we both live in in Northern California and um, I would love to hear a little bit about you and then, uh, you know, where you live and what what makes Jane Jane and and a little bit about your family. Yeah. Okay. sure. Um, yeah, I live in Lincoln, California, so that's um, about 30 miles um, outside of Sacramento. I have a husband and three boys. I have John. He's 20, um, kind of out of the house, but I'm sure he'll be back, yeah. <laughs> you know, as those <laughs> young adults do tend to come back. Yes. And I have Alex. He uh, just turned 17, and he's my special needs boy, severe autism. And then I have my typical kid, whatever that means, yeah. uh, Chris, who is uh, 15. Awesome. Um, yeah. And I, um, I'm i a stay-at-home mom and have been uh, as long as I've had my kids. Um, I majored in advertising, went to San Jose State and worked for 10 years. Um, and then when I got married and had kids, decided that um, that needed to be my job. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. I did not know that you majored in advertising. I don't know why I didn't know that. Well, I should have majored in speech therapy, but little did I I know. Well, (laughs) you kind of have now. Yeah. Right. We have honorary honorary degrees, I think. (laughs) For sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's really funny. I just, uh, listeners, just a reminder too. So I have three boys as well, and my boys are 18. Austin's 15, turning 16 this year, and Tyler's 14. So, uh, and you know, Austin's my my autistic kids. He's in the middle, just like Jane. So it's we our lives parallel each other a little bit, uh, in sometimes crazy ways, in good yeah, ways too. Sure. Uh-huh. Now all, that we found good. each other. <laughs> Yeah. So I was trying to remember um, when I first met you. I don't think Alex and Austin were in Miss Cherie's class together. No, not together. But they both Um, were in her preschool class. I think you left right when we came in. 
Okay. Yeah. And then I think we met up in Miss Judy's class in elementary school. Is that right? That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jane and I had the same um, preschool teacher for our boys. Um, it was a special needs preschool. It's, it was a program run through um, a regional center here, and it was done through the county. And right. it's changed since then, but um, mm-hmm. in, then it was run through Alta Regional Center. And um, we had the best preschool teacher ever, Ms. Shree. Yeah. She's amazing. amazing. She's still mm-hmm. teaching. I <laughs> spoke with her last week, actually. Oh, wow. Um, She's doing awesome. And um, she just really, um, she held my hand a lot yeah. through that first bit of autism mm-hmm. and and entering a school setting with, you know, a diagnosis. Right. Um, up until that point, everything had kind of been in my house. Um, was it a similar situation for you? Was that your first experience with um, school? Yeah, well, definitely the the therapy and that kind of stuff did start in my house, but Alex started that program really young. And I was trying to remember, I mean, he was less than two. I don't really know. When did Austin start? He was little, little. Austin uh, was, we got our diagnosis when Austin was barely two. And he started Missouri within a, like six months of that. Okay. So he was, he was yeah. over two. Okay. Yeah. I want to say he was uh, under two, which is just so weird to That's have. Amazing. You're this little, you feel like he's still like an infant and you're sending him off to school. They're taking naps still. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. So we, I started there and then typically in that program, the way it was set up at the time, you quote graduated when you turned to three and then you would go into the school system through your district. Right. Right. And that's, um, I don't know. What did you do after Miss Cherie's class? Did you go to a different preschool through Lincoln um, or? You know, I Can we even remember? Like, I'm trying to remember because was that, <laughs> I feel like he was there more th- later than three because. Maybe you, maybe you got an extension. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we did because I remember the big thing being the transition from that class to Miss Judy's class. And I yeah. looked at several different programs and there was nothing. He was going to be in kindergarten. That's what it was. Okay. Was so maybe you got to stay a little longer. And I, I think that's, be. it was the same for me. I asked for an extension. I don't think they do that anymore, but uh, okay, <laughs> we went straight to kinder. We went straight to Miss Judy's class as well. So yeah. um, I remember Cherie telling me about you and that uh-huh. uh, she thought that you and I should meet because yeah. not only because our boys were similar in age and, and maybe some abilities, but she just thought you and I would get along really well. <laughs> Yes. And she was very, very right. True. Yes. So I think she gave, I, I don't know if she gave me your number or whatever. And then I I, yeah. I found out that we were going to be in the same um, elementary school class. Um, yes. And then we met up with Miss Judy and I loved Miss Judy's class as well. Yeah. Um, that was a case. Was, was it K three? It was. Well, Alex was the first kindergartner. Okay. And that was the big thing because originally her class was just first grade and, and up or whatever. and it was so stressful because I couldn't find a program that fit. And then I finally saw her class. They, they didn't, they weren't going to let me see it, the district. And I had another parent tell me, well, have you seen this class at this school? And I was like, well, I've never heard of that. So I asked my district person and they're like, no, you can't see that. But I pushed, I pushed, I pushed. Excuse me? (laughs) Finally, (laughs) finally they're like, okay, fine. And I walked into that class and I was like, this is where he needs to be. Yeah. This is, this is exactly right. And so I had to advocate a little bit for him and, 
And I, Judy, she's just so amazing because I remember her saying to the district person, you know, the district person was, oh, you can't have him. He's, you know, he's a first grader. And she's like, well, why why can't I have him? Yeah. <laughs> you what, know? What's the problem? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then she ended up coming to his IEP. And I knew at that point that it was going to be fine because she yeah. was there. Right. So it was, it was good. So he was her first kindergartner. First kindergartner. Well, you (laughs) paved the way for me then. I really appreciate Uh, that because we did not have, it was just like Austin just went straight in. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Yeah. Judy was fabulous. Um, Her classroom was the most organized classroom of any teacher I've ever seen anywhere in any grade till the end of time. Yeah, it was. Well, she has a she amazing. has a military a military background. Did yes. you know that? Yeah. Yes, I did know that. So, you you got that feel a little you got bit. That feel. I mean, it was way. colorful. It was pretty. It was very appropriate yes. for the children. It was, it but was it was lovely. pristinely clean at all times. And so organized. Everything had a place. I wish his school now was kind of like that. Yeah. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. But yeah, we were a little spoiled. Maybe it set us up for. Mm. <laughs> right. Higher expectations right. later on. But but my yeah. my type A organized heart just just loved it. Fluttered. I loved it. I yeah. loved Judy. It was wonderful. Um, we had a great experience there. We were there until third grade, until Judy retired, I believed. Um Wow. Okay. Yeah, we retired. left around fifth grade. because um, mm-hmm. and he had transitioned to the to the class next door. Correct. Yeah. Um did did Austin go to No, that we other? just went straight oh. to a different school after Judy. Okay. Okay. Yeah, retired. Yep. Yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah, and then we just we kind of met in Miss Judy's class. We got mm-hmm. the boys together every once in a while. We got the younger boys together to play, and we've just kind of kept kept our eye on each other ever since then, right? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Checked on each other every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's been wonderful. And I've just, I've learned so much from Jane because Alex is a couple years older than Austin. And so she kind of, she takes a step or two into the, my future, you know, and I can kind of <laughs> look at what she's doing and, um, and, you know, we're, we're not going to do the exact same thing because Alex and Austin are different people and they need different things. But she's been able to we've been able to really kind of bounce ideas off each other. Hey, have you heard about this program? Do you know about this teacher? Right. Um, yeah, it's it's been really great. I found out Austin's current school is because Jane told me about it. And that's the school that he's at right now. Alex has moved on to a high school now and is right. doing awesome there. At least the last time I talked to you, you were enjoying yeah. it. Yeah. And um, we just, yeah, I, I owe a lot to Jane for kind of keeping an eye on me. So. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. But yeah, tell us a little bit about um, high school and how that's going for Alex right now. Yeah, it's going good. Um, I really like the program. I like the teacher. I like the aides. Uh, it's really fun being at a larger school, um, mm-hmm. public school. You it's know, a public it's, school, right? It's a regular public, you know, tip, all typical kids. There's two special ed uh, classes on campus. One is uh, for hard of hearing kids. And then there's Alex's class, which is mostly autism. Um, there might be some other diagnoses in there or behavior issues, but, um, but I, I really like it. And, um, it's, 
you know, not as beautiful as Judy's classroom, but <laughs> nothing is. It's okay. Nothing will ever compare to that. <laughs> um, but I like the aides that they're very consistent. It's the same people every day. You know, we've been in programs in the past where it's like you don't even know who you're going to get. Even in Judy's class, there was a, a, a um, there's a lot of merry-go-round of of aides. But yeah. Sure. At this class, um, it's really the same people and they work well together. And, you know, I I know these people don't have degrees in, they may not even have degrees, but they have been doing it long enough that they should have degrees, you know, honorary degrees. Um, They're very experienced. They know how to handle the kids. And I feel comfortable having him there. And and he loves it, you know. Does he? And you, yeah, he really does. He re- looks forward to going there, and I can tell he likes the people. and And it's fun being part of a larger high school. Like, um, you know, Friday they had this big May Day celebration and with bounce houses and wow. you know all kinds of fun stuff. And you know that was for the whole school. And of course, he got to participate in that as a student there. So that's awesome. Yeah, I've been really, really glad that we found it. So I don't know. I mean, this is this is just this year that you've started going to this high school. Right. Can you kind of give me a, I don't know if hour by hour is the right term, but you know, I don't know if you've been in the classroom to kind of see, but can you tell us a little bit about what Alex's school day is like? Oh, yeah. I mean, I haven't been there to observe much more than like a half hour bits yeah, and pieces. Right. Um, but they they do a lot of walking around the campus mm-hmm. in between their lessons and that kind of thing. And they they also um what does his teach his teacher said they're they're kind of like um um uh, oh what what's those um the the little guys in the Lord of the Rings that eat all the oh, time? Hobbits? Hobbits. They said that we eat like hobbits because they snack all yes. like throughout the day. That's so awesome. Like every hour they're having like a little snack, you know? Yeah. So I load up his lunchbox with all kinds of little snacky things. Um, but, but they get there, they have a walk, then they come back and they do a couple lessons and they have a snack Then they go on another walk and they um, come back, have another lesson. And throughout that day, is um, everything's pushed in, which I also kind of like as as far as the therapies. The speech therapist comes in and does his speech session right there, you know, with everybody else. Um, And he gets speech two times a week still. Okay. Um, And then the rest, he he has an OT consult and then an ABA uh, consult as well. Okay. So those people are also in there. Uh, observing and, you know, working with the teacher to give him ideas and that kind of thing. Um, but he probably walks two miles a day just being on campus, That's you know, amazing. as they are out and about, which is good because he definitely needs the exercise. <laughs> yeah. They, um, well, most teenagers do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's kind of, that's kind of typical. Um, um, occasionally they'll do like, and I think this just started since everything is kind of gotten back to normal is mm-hmm. they will take off campus trips. Um, and he, Alex has been on one trip where they went to Walmart and um, did some shopping. You know, he had a little list and he had a, a gift card to use. And so they, he got to pick out a couple things and, you know, practice using the ATM and just, you know, being in a public environment with his class. So um, hopefully they'll continue to do more of those kinds of outings. Yeah. So that's per- so that, uh, functional skills. I love that. Absolutely. All yeah. about it. Yeah, for sure. That's great. Um, 
What uh, now? I need back up just a little bit. Can you tell us a little bit about where Alex is? Maybe I know it's hard to quantify, but just just so our listeners can maybe kind of get a, a bigger picture. They know I've talked about Austin quite a little bit. So what where what are Alex's ability? Is he speaking? Is he non speaking? Um, how right. does he function and interact with the world? You know, how does he yeah. communicate? Right. Okay. Well, um, Alex is nonverbal. I mean, he grunts or he'll do some little sounds like, uh, 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 like if he's pointing to something, you yeah. know, and that's kind of your indication like, oh, okay, you want something. Okay. Um, he communicates with an iPad um, and that's going really well. We use a program called ProLoquo to go. Um, so that's his main communication. Um, as far as cognitive level, you know, that's so hard for me to, it's super hard. You know, do I, is he like a five-year-old? I mean, he doesn't do math. He can't read. Um, but, but he's so smart as far as like, if I say something or, you know, like following directions, you know, go get your shoes, go get your socks. Um, you know, sometimes I have to rep- repeat it multiple times, but you know, if there's a motivation like, well, we're, you know, we're going to go to target, you need to get your shoes on. Then, you know, he, he moves a little bit um, more, more quickly. Um, but you know, so it's hard for me to put like, a, you know, like a level, I mean, he's in 11th grade, but sure. obviously he's not working at an 11th grade level, but, um, he's just a smart guy, you know? He's very um, mischievous, I would say. Sometimes, like I can, like I'll say something or s- tell him not to do something, and I can see this look in his eye, like, "Okay, she doesn't want me to do that, but uh, I'm going to do it anyway because I, I really totally want that." Totally do it. Yes. Thing. So yes, you know. So there's there's that. You know, I mean, he's not academically smart, but he knows what I'm saying. Oh, know? he totally he, does. I've seen it. I. Yeah, he yeah. and he's very like he's got a, a funny personality. You know, he's got a little bit of a humor in there that, you know, when you get to know him, you really see come out. You yeah. know, some of the things that he'll laugh at that. Wow, you think that's funny? Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, I, it is funny. You know, <laughs> I totally know what you're talking about. I've seen that little glint in his eye. I've seen his mischievous streak. Not only in like yeah. videos and things that you've shared, but just I've seen it personally when we're, we've been together with him. And yeah, he has a little little leprechaun gleam sometime. Like he's planning <laughs> something. Yeah. And he's very. The- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's very, very aware of. um yeah, I've seen you give him directions and he knows exactly what you're saying and he does it. And yeah. it just, it blows my mind because we struggle with that with Austin. I don't think he, I think Austin does understand sometimes, like I can say, go get your shoes. But I think there are times when Austin doesn't, he's not present enough to do those things. And I've just, mm-hmm. I've always been impressed with the amount of presence Alex has, even though he's non-speaking um, and how well he uses his AAC device. Uh, he really communicates yeah. very effectively with it. Yeah. Yeah, he does. It's, it's definitely a, a, a bonus <laughs> having, having yes. that. Um, I mean, as much as he does communicate well with that, it's still one of our greatest challenges, the communication mm-hmm. piece, you know, because I mean, he asks for basic needs and food items and sometimes where he wants to go, but 
still, if, if he's upset or if something's hurting, he's not advanced enough to use that to, oh, you know, my tummy hurts or I'm sad. You know, I mean, these are things that we're working on, but the progress is so, so slow. Um, so that's, I mean, I would love to get to that kind of level where he's using it for more than just, I want crackers, you know, Sure. Uh, but it's definitely a work in progress. <laughs> Amen. Yep. Same yeah. here. <laughs> that, yeah. that is the goal for us is to have it be a way for him to let us know if something is wrong or bothering mm-hmm. him. Um, that yeah. is one of my biggest fears and one of my biggest challenges as well. If, if he has an earache or, you know, right. a hangnail on his toe or, you know, something that you can't necessarily see or a stomach ache. Yeah. is a great example. Um, but, and he's acting out. It, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I'm just guessing at that point. And it's really, really right. hard sometimes. But if, if we could get these boys to a point where they could point to a picture that says stomach, stomach, or hurt, hurt, mm-hmm. or just something, mm-hmm. you know, right. like Austin repeats right. it. That's why I'm like stomach, 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 stomach. He just hits the button <laughs> over and over and over again. Yes. Um, yes. That would be huge for us. Huge. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Right. I, I, right. I understand and feel, feel you there. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, um, backing up a little bit more, I know that we did, you did the preschool program with Cherie and you did your, you know, K through three with Miss Judy and other elementary through middle school. Um, what other programs and therapies and things have you done in the past? Yeah. Okay. Well, we've, we've been at a few different schools. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we, when we left, um, Judy's class, we went to a, a non-public, which is, it's like a public school, except you have to be referred by your district to, to go there. And, um, and that was good, but it wasn't a great fit. I mean, he was there about a year and I could just tell that he wasn't happy there. So I pulled him to another non-public where, um, where Austin is now. And I like that a, a lot. So he was there for, um, two or three years and then the pandemic, you know, and yeah, that just threw everything off crazy. Um, and then, then we came to the, the, the school we're at now. Um, but you know, he's always had speech. He's always had OT occupational therapy. Um, we've done a lot of ABA, mm-hmm. um, been through a, you know, three different programs, some longer than others. Some I liked more than others. Um, when he was little, we did like music therapy and therapeutic, you know, we tried everything. Um, yeah. Swim lessons, um, therapeutic horseback riding, you know, um, a little bit of everything, you know, and I was, I was trying to think, you know, what, which of those therapies actually helped him? Um, that was my next I mean? question. What, like, which ones I mean, did you find the most effective? Yeah. Or you know, did you enjoy or did Alex enjoy the most? I mean, honestly, the therapies were more training for me as a parent to help him at home, you know, and that's really what it's about, you know, that I figured out, okay, I need to be incorporating this at home. You know, the OT introduced this fun little squishy toy. Well, that I think I need to buy five of those, you know? So it was really, um, yeah, just resourceful for me to incorporate some of these things at home. You know, I mean, it's just, it's silly to me to think that he's had speech therapy for, you know, 16 years and he's still not talking, but, 
but he is communicating. So now, so now the speech is sort of more directed to, you know, his iPad usage. So, you know, you just kind of have to adapt to how he's progressing. You meet him where they Um, are and then go from there, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, The ABA stuff, I know there's so much controversy over ABA and a lot of good stuff out there, a lot of bad stuff out there. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I actually liked the, uh, the ABA programs we did. Um, the first one was a little restrictive and that was my first, um, experience with it. So I didn't really know what to expect and I might've not stayed with them as long as I did. But on the other hand, they were so helpful with the whole potty training part of it. Yeah. And I could not have done it without them. I mean, that's probably one of his greatest accomplish, uh, accomplishments is that he uses the toilet. It's I, huge. I mean, huge. It's such a big deal. And, you know, actually all my kids, I mean, <laughs> it's like as a parent, that was the hardest thing yeah. <laughs> teaching them. Yeah. I don't know if it's a boy thing. I don't know if it's easier with girls. I don't know. But it was just a nightmare with all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so having that extra support. I mean, there, there was a period of time where we probably just worked on using the toilet for three months just with the ABA people. They'd camp, come in every day. And that's all we did was toilet train. And it saved my sanity to just have that extra support because I, I was about ready to pull my hair out just like trying to, you know. Uh, yeah. figure this out. And he's still not perfect. Um, you know, I still have to prompt him a lot with, I can tell when he needs to go. So I'll be like, Alex, you need to go take care of that, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. But overall, he does really, really well. Um, I mean, he's actually on a couple of medications that help with incontinence because oh, really? he, he was having a lot of accidents. and And it's that whole like, the brain wasn't communicating to the bladder kind of thing. And so these medications actually help that. And, you know, I'm like, I didn't, I didn't know they had medications. They have medications for everything. Right. (laughs) Um, But it did make a huge difference. Like he was having, it got to a point, um, he was probably 12 or 13. He was having like maybe 10 accidents a day. This was going from when he was, you know, totally potty trained to having all these accidents. So there was just some kind of something changed where his brain wasn't communicating to his body that he had to go. So he was just having these accidents. So um, the medication helped that. And then, then we have another medication that helps with him staying dry at night. Cause that was, an, then after that he was having accidents like, you know, a couple times a night, we were doing so much laundry. I was just yeah. like, <laughs> every day washing sheets, you know? Um, so, but we're in a really good place now with, with that part. So, um, yeah, I forget. how do we get on that topic? Well, what just, we were, just <laughs> what talk- worked with? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's, what's worked for you? ABA, you know, we, yeah, we've done right. ABA as well. What, something that I really think is important to highlight is you have done a lot of ABA, You've had good mm-hmm. experiences. You've had bad experiences. And after that first initial, you know, time with ABA, you've, you really take a, a strong um, part in the ABA program. It's not like they just oh, show up and you're like, okay, you know, here, 
here he is by like you are involved and and you speak up when something isn't necessarily what you think is appropriate or right for Alex or that he's not enjoying it. You're like, no, let's do something different. And you've always done a really, really fabulous job with that. Not only with ABA, but just with any of his schooling. Like you're like, no, I don't like this. Let's do, let's do this. Or can we come up with something different? Exactly. And I think it's really, really important for people, especially if this is kind of, you know, you're just starting out just because any, any therapist or any ABA company or any school teacher says, well, this is how we do it. Well, you're in a special needs program, which is supposed to be tailored to the child. So we can change it however it needs to be changed, you know? Right. Right. And, and when I feel there were, t- there have been times where I couldn't change the program and that's when we left. You that's bounce. when we changed yep. doctors. That's when we changed therapists because I mean, I'm not going to s- sit there trying to change the program because that's, I don't have time to do that. You know what I mean? Right. Um, So it's always looking for, well, this isn't working for me anymore. I'm, I'm leaving, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you're always really good about that too. You're always keeping an eye out for something else if needed. And if it's not working, then, then you can say, no, thank you. I don't want this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. Um, what are some of Alex's challenges? Um, what are some of the things, e- even yeah. in you know earlier years? I know that he's he's had some struggles and things that I know potty training is obviously a big one. That's still Austin's not potty trained. Like we are still dealing with that on our end here. What are yeah. some of Alex's um, big challenges that mm-hmm. you guys have worked through with him yeah. or are still working through yeah. with him? Well, it's work in progress for sure. Yeah, definitely. The the hardest thing and the thing that's hard as a parent has been the self-injury. Uh, we have a lot of it. And I can't even remember when it's when it first started, not when he was little. It wasn't like it was probably maybe seventh grade or so. That was so maybe first around puberty. <laughs> May oh, good connection there. Yeah, so we do. We see a lot of self-injury in all different types, um, from hair pulling to his new thing is he bites his arms. Okay. Um, so his arms are always bruised. Um, he pinches. Um, yeah, those are the biggest things, the pinching, the hair pulling, and biting. Oh, and he'll heck hit his face, like really smack his face. I mean, it looks like he's... Um, always been in a fight, you know, because his, his little <gasps> eyes are always a little bit swollen. Oh, because um, he's, he's like an open hand, like hitting. Yeah, open hand hit right on, right on his face. And it's okay. very intentional. And it's with his palm. So it's very direct. It's hard. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's hitting his cheekbones maybe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's, you know, and it, there's a, so many different th- reasons. I mean, definitely puberty and your body changing, but it's, you know, he's like, he has a lot of sensory issues. Um, so it's sometimes it's like he'll hit his head and it's like, well, I can't quite figure that out. What did, what is that feeling? I'm going to keep hitting my head till, till I actually, till my brain registers, you know, right. I think, I think some of it is that, okay. you know, cause even when he hits his face, it's like, he's touching his cheeks to kind of, Oh, my cheeks feel a little puffy. Okay. And then he'll hit it again because it's like, it's like, he's almost like 
liking that feeling or he's thinking it's normal or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but but then there's it's also attention getting in some aspects. And this is where okay. the little mischievous Alex comes out where um, you know, he likes he likes to get a rise out of me. He likes to get a rise out of dad or his brother, you know. So he'll hit his head or or he'll look at me before he does it, like, I'm going to hit my head. What are you going to do? And then he'll, he'll hit his head. Stinker. Um, you know, sometimes I have time. I know sometimes I have time to react. Sometimes I don't, but you know, that's a, a very bewildering kind of thing. Why? Cause he has my full attention all the time. So I don't, yeah. I don't know why he's like wants more or, you know, I, that's very, very strange. But, um, yeah, the definitely the self injury is, gosh, it's just an ongoing thing, so, and it goes in different different cycles. You know, right. it's like he'll he'll be biting his arm, and then the next t- week it's like he's pinching his legs, or you know, so it, like it gravitates from one body part to another, and varying degrees and different ways, you know, um, and we've tried to track it. We've tried to like connect it to, oh, well, it's, you know, I'm, you know, in the evening we see it a little bit more, but it's just, it's, there's never a pattern long enough to go, oh, that's it. He doesn't like, you know, dark or something. There's never like, you know, and the AB people, oh, well, let's take notes. Let's uh, track this, you know? It never has it doesn't, been helpful. To- <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, there's not a direct correlation that you can find. Yeah. No. I can no. very much relate to that, too. We have similar things with self-injury and with uh, there, a lack of pattern to it. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. And it definitely did pattern. ramp up with puberty. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, have did you notice any big changes during the teen years heading into middle school, high school age for Alex? Um that's Nothing. probably the biggest one, right? Yeah, definitely. That was the biggest. It's self-injury to himself, but also injury to us as well. Okay. Um, I noticed um, in his his teen years, which has subsided somewhat over the past year. Okay. Um, I'm not sure why. Maybe it's maybe it's because of the new program he's in and just being in a place where he likes, or mm-hmm. it could be something else. I don't know. <laughs> Well, yeah, your guess is as good as mine. I have heard, you know, armchair expert here, that once the hormones and the puberty kind of, you know, you head into adulthood and those those massive hormone changes kind of subside, that some of mm-hmm. those behaviors can as well. It's not, yeah. you know, set so. in stone. It does. It's not what... like it's guaranteed, but <laughs> yeah, it can yeah. happen. I hope, and that's, that's what, what I'm holding seeing. on to with every fiber of my being yes. right now. Yeah, yeah, with Austin. So, You're, yeah, yeah, you're getting close to that turning point because that's when we did see it. It was like 16 and a half. Okay, was when because he just turned 17. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll see. Yeah, we we do a lot with the self injuries. I remember. Um, I can't remember how old Alex was. He it was probably right seventh eighth grade that he was. Uh, he would get a sore on his head yes and he would pick at the sores and so they would That's never right. fully heal yes and uh-huh. that was that was the height of just the awful messiness he he still has a bald spot on his head cuz he, he pulled out 
the the hair follicles. The hair will not grow there. Wow. <laughs> you know, um, I'm laughing, but it's so not funny. Um, <laughs> but I know, no, no, no. It, it, yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? Laugh or cry, right? Just laugh. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I remember you came up with yeah. an interesting solution for that though. Do you remember? I mean, I don't know if he still, he still wears hats. Oh yeah. Yeah. He loves hats. Um, and yeah, actually though, that solution was, um, I mean, we go to church. I have a big belief in God and yes, that divine intervention. And I had been praying a lot about, I need help. You know, Heavenly Father, what's going on here? You're not helping me. What's what's your deal? You know? Right. And I'd been praying so much about that. And um, at the height of that hair picking, I remember just having this sincere prayer about you know, feeling very alone, feeling very like, why aren't you helping me? Why are you not <laughs> assisting me with this? I get really emotional sometimes when I think about that because it was a really big turning point in my faith. Because um, after that prayer, I immediately just got this feeling about, you know, I need to be, there were three specific things. And the I needed to pray pray more with my husband, which I hadn't we hadn't really been doing that specific specifically. Mm -hmm. Another thing that came to my head was fasting, and in my church we um, have a big belief in fasting to bring about miracles and divine intervention. I don't know; it sounds a little bit strange, but um, I, it's because of this this experience that I now have a testimony of fasting and that yeah. effort. Right. You know, and the other thing is is to attend my temple, which we are fortunate we have one um, in our area. Mm -hmm. And so I did. I fasted. I went to the temple and on behalf of Alex, and it was. I mean, you talk about miracles. It was a miracle to just see. It wasn't like overnight, but it was like this um, very slow, gradual change of behavior. And the mm -hmm. hats, the hats. I mean, I introduced those, yeah, but it wasn't until after I prayed and fasted and went to the temple that he actually started liking hats. <laughs> you know, it was, <laughs> so that was part of the miracle too. And now he's always got a hat on. I mean, he sleeps in hats, you know? So- um, It is so adorable. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we, he looks so cute. We love hats. Yeah. We have a nice selection of hats at home. <laughs> Does he still wear the newsboy ones? What are you know, they called? He is not. He, yes, I know exactly what he has not been liking that that we have those oh. still. But he's not every like Sunday when we go to church. I'd rather have him wear that hat because yeah. it's yeah. cute and a little you know dressier, church appropriate. Yeah. Then like he has this other one that's like this lumberjack hat. It's like <laughs> with the yes. flaps and it's yes. it's red and black checkers. <laughs> it's and. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so cute on it, in it, but you know, I'd rather have him be in the news, the newsies hat for newsies church. Hat, but. Yeah, <laughs> he <laughs> but, wears you a know, whatever. He wears the lumberjack one to church. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Go, Alex. Yeah. You know what? We're, we're, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it is. It is fine. We're trying to transition to more of a summer appropriate hat because it is getting warmer. Right. Um, True. So he's we're we're working on that. <laughs> 
that is adorable. <laughs> I have not. I guess maybe I have seen him in the lumberjack. Yeah, the the one with the ear flaps. I don't know what it's called. Yes, but the ear flaps. Yeah, that is, is so like funny. An Elmer Fudd. <laughs> yeah, Elmer Fudd, exactly. Well, I imagine it feels. It's probably a little tighter, and it you get that yeah. sensation on the side of your head too. So exactly, it feels he pretty does cozy. Love he loves his ears covered. We actually he wears headphones quite a bit, which we actually had to kind of transition away from because he was getting sores around his ears. Oh. Um, so we kind of had to like put those uh, on the, you know, I actually had to hide them because he, yeah. Take a break. I don't feel like he ne- needs them as much as he wants them. Um, yeah. Because he uses them more for that input, that tightness on his head. Right. And not about the noise because he's okay with the noise for the most part, right. you know? So anyway. So I had, it would be more appropriate. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, I wanted to touch back on on your, you know, that spiritual time in your life where you were I remember we we had some conversations you and I about it and um and how how it really was such a pivotal moment not only in your own faith but just in in your relationship with Alex and and how to, you know, you were doing everything you could. You were trying. Right. I mean, you had done every you had talked to every therapist. You had Yes. I think you had tried medication. I mean, you had tried everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, wraps and bandages and like, you know, helmets and wrestling headgear. I mean, just anything I could do to keep his hands off his head. Right. You know, and that's that's when I, yeah, really turned to God. I I really, I wish I had done it sooner. Sure. You know, because it's like, it was a, a, a turning point in my life to know that, you know, actually, I think somebody else does know more than I do. Isn't that amazing? You know? Yeah. And uh and even now though, even though after that experience, I I tend to sort of rely on my own knowledge or Dr. Google. <laughs> I do it all. <laughs> Which yeah. I do t- Of course. I'm gonna I'm gonna research that first and when I really should be including Heavenly Father more in right. my life. And I and it really takes a, a conscious effort to to put that first. And then maybe do some Google. Well, I research. think you, I think you should do both because <laughs> oh, oh yeah yeah I mean, we need to we need to learn and grow ourselves too. We're not just going to be handed yeah. all the answers, but oh no, no but yeah. Definitely. I think a combination of the two is ideal. Yeah, yeah. And I think just for me though, just remembering start with Heavenly Father and then go from there. You know, yeah, He can direct. Usually, you. I do it do it the reverse. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely do the reverse. Yes, it's it's something I need to work on too. Um, tell me a little bit about Alex and his brothers and their relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Uh, I love boys. I do I love do <laughs> being a boy mom. Um, you know, it's interesting. My my oldest is also on the spectrum, um, okay. but you wouldn't now, you wouldn't know it now. Um, you know, he's graduated at a, from a regular high school, um, has his driver's license, is, you know, going to college, he'll get married, you know, all those normal things. Um, but it was because of him that I recognized, uh, some, some of the same things in Alex and actually got Alex early intervention, which mm. uh, John should have had, <laughs> right. but you know, first time mom, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. you just, you don't, you don't know you're doing the best you can. Um, they have a good relationship. I mean, John especially um, is very empathetic with Alex. And I think it's because he, you know, is on the spectrum as well. Um, 
Chris, my youngest, who's 15, is less helpful, less empathy, is definitely more bugged by Alex. He's loud. He gets in his space. He's embarrassed by him. All these things, you know. Which are totally normal. Totally normal. Um, You know, but it's like when push comes to shove, if Alex needs help, Chris is right there. Not in the most like loving way, you know, but (laughs) Alex, you can't do that. You know, here, that's not good. You need to, you know, hand me that. That's not okay for you to have, you know. Um, He's not really nurturing that way, but he, he has his best interest in mind. (laughs) Um, John's a little more nurturing in in that manner. Um, But, you know, I, I know that the, this group, these three boys, they're going to grow up to be, I'm sorry, I get emotional sometimes. They're going to be just the best, the best friends. Um, I know that John and Chris, sorry, are going to look out for Alex they're going to be mindful of him. And, you know, as, as we get older and my husband and I, um, that is a nice thing to think about just that Alex, you know, I don't know what Alex's future looks like, but I know he'll have brothers that will, gosh, (laughs) hold on. Let me catch my breath. No, no, no. You're good. (laughs) He'll have brothers that just love him and just, want to be um near him yeah um so they have they do have a special yeah. relationship and you what a comfort it is to you to know that alex have they've grown up with him yeah. they know everything about him right and well, they that, yeah, will definitely. always be there for him yeah and the biggest thing too even though you know chris especially like i said is not super helpful in the home john and chris are the most kind. Yeah. So gosh, now I'm going to cry again. <laughs> um, I mean, when they're out in the real world. Yes. Um, yes. The way they treat other people, other peers, um, even, even people that, you know, younger than them. Um, it's very special. It's very, um, I mean, parents tell me all the time, you've raised such a great kid, you know. Um, I had one mom he was, she was driving Chris home from some practice, and, and she just texted me later because Chris was talking to her four-year-old, her really annoying four-year-old, and he was just being so, oh, let me help you with that. Oh, that's a fun app. Or, you know, and he was just talking to him, and, you know, Chris was probably, you know, six years older than him, so not they're not exactly, you know, peers, you know. Right. And she was just so impressed with how he was engaging with him and and you know and i just said well that's that's not me that's the experience that chris has had with growing up with a severely you know a special needs brother yeah. it's that helpfulness that empathy you know he doesn't show it so much in his own home but in the real world he he does and you know that's that's where it really counts that's what you want is you want to raise people that are kind and go out and are helpful and um, empathetic and just understanding, you know, not judgmental. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, Alex has taught us so much in that regard, just about being a kind, good person. Yeah. I mean, 
He's my greatest teacher for sure. I, f- I feel the <laughs> same exact way about Austin, not only with my two boys who, um, yeah, they're not always the kindest to Austin directly because we're always harder to those we love, we love the most, right? <laughs> right. We, sure. we can be the most judgmental or the most <laughs> short tempered with, with our immediate family. But yeah. then, but then you see them out in the, you know, the quote, the real world interacting with, yeah. with peers or with strangers or other family members and you see it. And I've had very similar experiences, both with Scott and Tyler um, and others commenting about their kindness and their inclusion. And, and, you know, it's, we've come a long way in this world with people accepting and including those with exceptional needs or who need, whatever extra help they need for any reason, you know, whether it's physical or mental or cognitive, but, but there's still a long way to go. And there's, you know, Mm -hmm. we have to teach each other and we have to continue to work towards that inclusion. And this is how it's done is these siblings, they're, they're going to change the world. Okay. Now I'm going to cry. Thanks a lot, Jane. (laughs) They're going to change the world and, and Alex and Austin are going to change it too. But but um, our boys, our other boys, have a unique opportunity to really right. um, create some some amazing impact on those around them, and their reach is going yeah. to be far. So I really yeah. feel everything you're saying, and I hope that those listening, even wherever you are on your journey, whether you're just starting out or you're kind of more in our age with the teenagers, um. You know, I hope that you're seeing and feeling that too. Even if, even if you have really hard days with those teenagers and they're yelling at their brother or they're they're being rude or they're embarrassed or whatever, like mm-hmm. you have to keep it, like step back and take a look at the big picture. Um, yeah, I have to remind myself of that often. But it really can, it really is about the whole, not just that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the the long term objective, yeah. that big picture for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That comes with time and, you know, experience. And it's just, right. It's exhausting sometimes. I'm not going to lie. It is. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, but that, but that's the other thing that's so great about something else. I really, really try to emphasize as much as I can when I'm having these podcast episodes is the sense of community. Um, You and I Mm -hmm. being able to sit down and we try to meet up at least, you know, physically in each other's space, at least a couple times a year and go get lunch. And we just check in with each other. We give updates. Um, We follow each other on social media and things too, which is great. But, um, but we just having someone else to, I mean, compare and contrast. Yeah, that's, that's nice. Oh, Austin isn't doing that. Oh, Alex is, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. but just, we truly understand each other's situation more so yeah. than others do uh, because we're both living yeah. very similar lives and right. there is comfort and peace. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and, and I, I find happiness and joy in knowing I'm not alone out there. I know that I've got yeah. Jane out there and there's others mm-hmm. too. And it really can bring um, some sense of, I don't know. I don't know acceptance or yeah yeah just understanding and just yeah just sort of a piece of just there's a lot of things that that we're excluded from (laughs) or that we feel alone about even even in our day-to-day lives it can feel that way at times but just know that you're not the only one who's maybe going through those same experiences so yeah definitely yeah 
Well, this has been wonderful. Um, I want to end. We have a couple things to end with. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you want to cover that you feel like you would like to say to our listeners out there? Is there any words of advice or thoughts or anything you'd mm. like to share with other families? Um, yeah. Who yeah. are maybe, you know, a lot of our listeners are starting out or maybe in those younger years. And I don't think sure. a lot of people hear mm-hmm. about, you know, 10, 15 years down the road after diagnosis, sure. like where you and I sure. are at now. So Right, right. Well, yeah, I've been thinking about that lately just because um, just, you know, some of the things we've done over the years and, you know, I mean, Alex isn't, besides the self-injury, Alex is in a really good place now as far as, you know, we go eat in restaurants and he does well, he'll sit, Um, we go shopping a lot. He loves shopping. He loves to travel. He loves to be in hotels and he loves... Um, you know, I mean, there's certain places that we go that he enjoys, uh, you know, has to have a water feature, you know, <laughs> ocean, lake, Always. you know, that kind of thing, <laughs> or at least a swimming pool, which, you know, you're good if, if you're at a, ho- a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I was thinking about, you know, how did we get to that place? How did we get to this place now that we can actually do some of these things that were such a struggle before, you know? And I think... Think it's because we always tried to do those things, even though we were not always successful at it. (laughs) And it was always hard, and it was always uh, took so much effort and so much. It was so tiring to think about going to dinner. Um, and what's the point? Because I'm just going to be in the parking lot while the rest of my family is in ordering. And, you know, my husband would like text me, okay, the French fries are here, you know, come in and he'd down his French fries and I'd get two bites of my salad. And then we'd be back out in the parking lot, you know, till the rest of the, the rest of the family was done, or we'd take two cars or something. Yep. Yep. And, you know, we would, we did that for years for restaurants and hotels. And I, I remember one trip to Disneyland, you know, cause he's always, he's had sleep issues, like a lot of spectrum oh, yeah. kids. Yeah. And I remember one trip, he woke up at like two in the morning and he didn't go to sleep till um, midnight the next day. Wow. <laughs> so I was driving around Disneyland in my car, trying to get this kid to go sleep. And finally at 7am back at the hotel and, you know, had a day a day in the park, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just that effort. I just am so grateful that I didn't just like, Oh, we can't go out to eat. We can't go anywhere. You know, we did everything that a typical family did not in a typical way, right? (laughs) but we still did those things. We still did those things. You know, I would take him to the store and we'd pick out one thing and you know, I mean, we had lot. We've had lots of tantrums in stores, and lots of runaways, and lots of bolting, and lots of you know, we're leaving right now kind of thing. But you know, a couple of days later, we'd be back at the store, and now I can do those things. I can go to the restaurants. I can go to the store. We can travel places, um, and it's because of that consistency. And it was painful. I'm not going to lie. Right. I mean. The last thing you want to do is go to a restaurant and sit in the parking lot while your family is inside eating dinner. No, no. But now. (laughs) It'd be much easier just to stay home. Yeah. It would be. It would be. 
but we're seeing the the results the you know the reward i guess of of those efforts now and i'm just so grateful that we did stick it out you know and we did did put forth that effort because it's i mean the couple a couple months ago alex had the day off and we went out to lunch like normal people like i'm <laughs> <laughs> like a normal mother and son, you know, just noodles. It like we, it's like a walk up kind of yeah. restaurant, you know, not, I mean, he does fine with actually sit down menu places, but you know, he likes more of the walk up counter places anyway, mm-hmm. but it was just so nice to actually sit there and be outside. And I didn't have to rush through my meal. I could actually like sit there and finish, even though he was already done. And, you know, I could tell he wanted to leave, but it was like, okay, I'm not quite done. You know, I need about yeah. five more minutes, you know? So, um, I just, I just would encourage anybody to just stick with it, you yeah. know, and just keep doing those things you want to do. It's hard, but you, you got to look at the big picture and you have to have those experiences to, to make that progress. You right. can't, you know, decide, oh, you know, we haven't been in a restaurant in five years. Let's try it now. It's not, it's not going to get That's not how it works easier. with these kids. No. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. That yeah, is such good sure. advice. And I don't care if no one else, I'm sure plenty of people are going to really uh, find a lot of um, comfort in those words, but that was very comforting for me to hear. Like, because it, we are experiencing a lot of that hard right now. I, there are not very many places I can take Austin right now for a variety of reasons, but we, we are going to keep trying. Um, you know, that doesn't mean you can't take a little break if you need it oh, or, or find a yeah. different way to do it. Um, that's, exactly. the, that's the key though, is, is just don't give up. Like we have to keep right. trying and, um, yeah. and yeah. find something that o- not only works for you and your family, but that works for your child. You know, if there's something that's bothering your kid about this particular restaurant, you know, we, you and I, we, we try to listen to our children too. We try to take their opinions and their wants and needs as much as we can interpret them into account, you know, and we're yeah. going to find something that not only works for Austin or Alex, but that will work for the family. You know, you're not just going on any vacation anywhere. You're taking them to places that fits your family, you know? Right. You know, same with the restaurants. There's some restaurants we wouldn't go to, but there's some that have the right menu, the right Right. booth, you know? Right. (laughs) It's like, it's not a, no, you will do this kind of thing. It's right. Let's find something that works for the family. That works. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And sure. anything can be accommodated in any way if you're creative enough. It's, it's right. kind of amazing. And exactly. and not every time is perfect. I really like that you highlighted that as well. Um, there's that there was gonna be, yeah, there's gonna be negative experiences in the stores and things, but but there's sure. also positive ones too. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Awesome. Thank mm-hmm. you. Well, I just I love this conversation. I hope others um can feel how amazing you are because I can't sing your praises enough. Um, We always end our episodes with a little peak of the week, something that um, we had a triumph or something that went well, or we found a cool new thing or whatever, something that's, that brought you a little joy in the last week. Um, Do you Mm. have a a peak of the week, Jane? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Just a fun little Thing that happened. Um, Alex had his birthday last week. He turned 17 and, um, you know, it was a school day. So it was kind of a normal day anyway, but you know, we got pizza, we got cupcakes, we opened presents and that kind of thing. 
And about eight o'clock that night, there was a knock on my door. Oh, I'm going to cry again. Okay, hold Go on. I'm going to try and hold it together. No, no, no. We're already there. It's too late now. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah, you're right. It's already too late. There was a knock on my door and it was a friend, um, a family that we've, well, it was one person, but we've known this this dad and his family for years. They're somebody that we go to church with and that it lives in our neighborhood. And this is a dad that um, helps us out quite a bit at church with Alex. Like sometimes he'll watch Alex so my husband and I can go to um, our Sunday school classes and that kind of thing. And he'll just hang out with Alex for an hour. And anyway, it was this this dad that showed up and he had a present for Alex. Aww. And it was just so sweet. It was a blanket and um, some Starbursts. And it was tied with the longest ribbon you've ever seen because Alex loves You know loves Alex. Ribbons. He's a ribbon guy. <laughs> yep. And he did. He went for the ribbon right away. But I just, it was so sweet and thoughtful. And, it, and you know, that next day I texted um, his wife because I, I was like, I'm sure the wife had something to do with this, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, she, you know, thank you so much for stopping by with that present. I, you know, I texted the the wife and, and she was like, well, I wish I could take credit for that. But that was all Clint. That Aww. was the, the husband. And, you know, he he did the shopping and he just brought those items and and he he was like, you know, can you just wrap wrap these for Alex and just make sure you put on an extra long ribbon? He knows. Yeah. <laughs> he knows. And it just I just love that. Just just that looking outward. And I mean, he is just a, a very special unique person, mm-hmm. um, this, this dad. Um, but just that he was so thoughtful and mindful of Alex. It just, I mean, it was, it was the highlight of his birthday for me Yes, to just be, um, recognized and to have your kid be recognized and to just have somebody that understands your child and, and knows him. Um, it just makes you feel good and happy. So that's awesome. That's it. <laughs> that, is, that is a huge peak. That's amazing. And bless all those angels in our lives who who not only help us out, you know, so we can attend a meeting or whatever, but but go the yeah. extra mile and, and acknowledge and include our children. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, mine yeah. mine is um sh- just short and sweet. Um t- this morning I was getting Austin Austin likes to sleep in lately, which is so ironic considering uh, our early years. He, it was the 2 a.m. thing like you were talking about. There was a lot of that. And now I have to literally drag him out of bed to get him ready for school. Um, Some mornings, not, not all the time, but um, he was all snuggled in and he kept putting the sheet over his head when I would go into the room instead of like, you know, and he'd peek out and look at me and then he'd put the sheet back over like, like a teenager will do. And yeah. the last time I went in, I'm like, dude, we got to get up. Like, you know, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be here soon. Um, he, yeah. I pulled off the blanket very gently and nicely, but I did take it away. And he got this big old like smirky little grin on his face, grabbed my arm and yanked me down in bed with him and just buried his uh. nose in my hair and just snuggled me. <laughs> <laughs> and was like, Mama, we're not going anywhere. We're going to snuggle right here. Yeah. And it was so cute. Uh, he was all warm and squishy, you know, like they are when they first wake yeah. up. And it Love was it. so cute. And we had we had a little snuggle mm. sesh this morning. So yeah. good way to start my day. Oh, so good. 
Yes, for sure. I love it. And then it was absolutely, you know, five minutes later, we're running around and, you know, whipped cream and, (laughs) you know, medicine and shoes and whatever. But for that five minutes, it was lovely. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but thank you so, so much for being here, uh, for doing this, um, being willing to hop on. Um, I asked her, you guys, and she was just like, sure, no problem. Like, like, so fun. Yeah, yeah. She was like all for it. Yeah. And I really, I love that. I love that you were just like, let's go. So um, yeah, anyway, uh, we will invite. have it. I haven't asked Jane this, but I'm assuming it's okay. We would love to highlight you on our, our Instagram as well. Maybe have some photos of Alex on there if you're okay with that. Um, when, when your episode launches. And so, um, you guys can see some pictures, check out that if, if we get those up and, um, we'd love to have you back on again. So thank you, Jane. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Bye everybody. Have a great week. Bye.